Okay, all right. Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of the podcast that Travis and I have yet to name, but we're going to figure out a name here soon. Uh, I'm Ben Bricky, and Travis, I'll let you introduce yourself. I am Travis Tessendore. Hello. Nice. Travis, a.k.a. Travis, a.k.a. Trav, a.k.a. Daddy. Steve. Oh, yeah. That works, too. Uh, all the same. So, hello, everybody. Um, I can just do a quick quick uh, intro to, to who we are about basically starting off this, this podcast journey. First off, we just realized we're both white males and we haven't started a podcast yet, so we had to do that. We had to check that box. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, though, Trav and I have always, always been uh, close. His brother is my best friend, which makes him my best friend. So we, we've always talked about just doing a podcast, talking about gambling, talking about sports, talking about sports culture, just a little bit of bros being dudes, talking about being friends and doing life together kind of thing. So we finally uh, picked up and, and did it. Um, I don't really have too much else to say on that, Trav. You can you can take over. I'm just going to take it from here, dude. A, a little bit nervous now. 100%. You know, I... I, the the easiest part I, I thought about was coming on with you and I was like, you know what, being with Bricks is probably as easy as it gets. You know, com- we're just going to sit here and conversate. But it was a little bit nervous. I, you know, I was sitting here and I was just like, I had to go, you know, get some beer. I need to I need to drink a couple and kind of unwind a little bit and think about what I'm going <laughs> to say so I can loosen up a little bit. I was a little, a little scared coming in. Oh, that's funny, man. It's funny hearing that from you because... Honestly, I would have never guessed that um, because you're you're very confident and like when if anyone's ever been around Travis, you know that he's hilarious and it's always just a blast to be around. So I would have never guessed that. That's obviously also why I wanted to do the podcast too with you because it's a it's a blast to be around you. Thank but you. I I, th- I think the big thing is like even even with public speaking and stuff, it's it's always very nerve wracking. Even no matter how good I am at speaking or whatever, you know. But yeah. I think. My biggest fear is saying something that can't be taken off the internet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, 100%, man. I mean, I did the worst speech in history at uh, Brock's wedding. So uh, that I, I still off. vouch. It, I still vouch it was not that bad. I, anybody oh, else man. could say what they want. It was not that bad. <laughs> oh, man. That could never be taken off the internet. And trust me, man, that thing haunts me every day. And Nicolette will never let me forget. As as I don't, I don't blame her for never letting me forget because it was like – I, I do want to comment on that, how bad that speech was. I do want to comment real quick. I do have, like, a vague memory because I was pretty toasted. I was pretty drunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that 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 speech. And I remember, like, looking over at Jerry towards the end when I'm like, dude, yeah, you really need to wrap this thing up, and This is bad. I remember looking <laughs> at Jerry, and I saw this look in his eye like, bro, you keep going. We're going to have words outside. <laughs> and, I, and- I, do vague, I do vaguely remember him <laughs> – standing up out of his chair and i think he was going to take the mic out of your hands but that was right when you cut it off so maybe that's when you made eye contact with him and oh, you're like okay yeah, yeah you're right i'm done yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, i'm done I, I, i'm out of here man uh not not a guy you want walking at you aggressively dude, yeah just a nice six foot 210 guy just pure muscle yeah that has <laughs> ultimate dad strength too yeah the, the definition dad. of a of a brick shit house <laughs> definitely man that that was a in the morning, I remember waking up uh, being like, yeah, that was a great time. Good times, but I never want to do that again. No, yeah, no. No, thank you. I don't uh, I don't know if anybody would have ever thought that uh, Jerry Hayflick would have gotten a shout out on the first 10 minutes of our <laughs> podcast, but here we are. That's kind of how our podcast is going to be, I feel like. Oh, 100%. We want to talk sports, and next thing you know, we're talking about a botched wedding. 
<laughs> but wedding proposal or wedding about, wow Wed, wedding I speech say, not a botched I don't, think the wedding. Wed, I don't think the wedding was botched yeah I don't, I don't, the wedding ended out all right I thought this can never get off the internet I'm so screwed Trav and I've only had a sip one sip of Modelo uh, all right so um let's actually segue into the actual the meat of this podcast what I actually wanted to talk about mostly um Trav, uh, I don't even know if you want me to put this out there. We can we can cut it if needed, but uh, you do have a Twitter account where you uh, provide some some gambling takes. I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. say you're you're fully. I don't know if, if we're allowed to say like you're you're providing bets to people that they should make. Um, but if, if we can I, talk, I call about it. That, ad- I, would... I call it advice. I okay. would say I'm not like selling the bets or anything okay. like that yet. I'm not making the bets either because I'm in California either, and that's obviously illegal. So I'm not making them either, just Never. suggesting them to people, of course. Okay. But yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I kind of started that. Um, I've been I've been gambling on sports for for quite a while, but then, you know, I've always been okay at it, I guess, pretty good. And then my friend David Shewitt actually told me one day he was just like, dude, you should really try to make that a thing where you know you you sell your picks and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, whatever, yeah, I'll do it for fun. Made a Twitter, um, kind of, I wouldn't say took off or anything like that, but, you know, I started getting a, a couple followers here and there, and then I started calling it F the Books, F the Bookie, and then, uh, yeah, so now I can just kind of give advice about, you know, picks that I like and things that I see throughout the day that I'm kind of, you know, leaning towards or, or gonna gonna fade somebody, maybe something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to say, first off, shout out to, what did you say his name's David Shuey? David Shewitt. Shewitt. I was going to say, I was mm-hmm. hoping it was Shuey. That'd be a great last name. But shout out to David Shewitt. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say, I'm going to vouch for you heavy here, Trav. Your bets are incredible. Um, I have made a good amount of money. I'm in New York City, so I am allowed to bet. Uh, FanDuel. Shout out FanDuel. Hopefully you can sponsor us one day. Um, Lucky ass. Yeah. So I actually love them. Uh, amazing bets. I think one weekend I probably like netted a couple hundred bucks um, from just know hopping on the train of, of your bets so i appreciate that i would say everyone go follow the advice that trav has at uh what's what's the uh handle at f the bookie f f the bookie yes just the letter f at f the bookie yeah go follow it get all the advice slide in his dms ask him what he's got this week um with bets but with that being said i would love to have have a couple couple takes uh we're recording this on wednesday night uh probably to be posted in, on Thursday, so anything you any weekend takes that you want to you know give out to the listeners? Yeah, so one game I was really looking into that I was that I was super interested in was a Friday afternoon baseball game. It's the Brewers and Marlins, which a really fun pitching matchup. Which I really this is something I really look into when I look into pitching or sorry when I look into baseball games. Um, I really like good pitchers, and what I'm about to give you is two great pitchers, but two two pitchers that are facing mediocre or below average offenses. Those are the kind of things that I look into when I'm picking sports bets. And um, at 3.40 on Friday, the Brewers are at the Marlins, and it is Corbin Burns versus Pablo Lopez. So, you know, people probably know Corbin Burns at this point. Obviously, he was the NL Cy Young last year. But Pablo Lopez, to me, is one of the best pitchers in the NL, if not all of baseball. He's very underrated. You don't really hear much about him. You don't really hear much about any of the Marlins. But 
at so far this year, he's four and one. He has a one ERA. Um, he's got one of the nastiest changeups that I've ever seen. And I think uh, what I would lean in that game, they haven't put the line out obviously yet, but I would guess the over under is probably going to be seven, seven and a half. And I'm leaving, leaning heavily under in that game. Um, I could see Pablo Lopez because the, the Brewers are pretty right-handed heavy. Um, I could see him going about six, seven innings, maybe giving up one or two runs. And then Corbin Burns, obviously, it doesn't matter who he's facing. He's yeah. possibly the yeah. best in the game. Yeah, he's unbelievable. So that was one that I really liked. Um, and then I'm just going to throw this out there for you. The A's and Angels play this weekend. Ooh, there we go. Now we're sparking it up. We're bringing uh-huh. up stuff. So just a little bit of backstory for everyone out there who might not know uh, myself. I am a diehard A's fan, born and raised in Northern California. Trav is a uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim fan, um, which is great because being an A's fan, usually we own them maybe the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not this... argue. <laughs> wow, that was impressive. Uh, it hurts. I, I, and then as of this year, I, it's tough to even talk about, but yeah, the A's, are. we sold our whole franchise. We're playing a bunch of AAA guys. I, I think that's even generous to say. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not confident in the series. I wouldn't be surprised if we got swept. I'm, I will say this before, we, just to get ahead of it. I, in years past, wasn't a big fan of watching the Angels. I, they're a division rival. Um, so I wouldn't even bet on, I would always bet against them. I, I wouldn't even bet on them. Um, this year, I love watching them. Shohei and, and Mike Trout and then Taylor Ward now. It's a great team to watch. I, I thoroughly enjoy that team a lot. Uh, that's a team that's got a nice, nice pitching staff now. Given that they just pitched a no hitter uh, yesterday, I think uh, I think it's a good good squad going forward. But I think the Angels will still do what the Angels always do and, and fall apart. Okay, now now I'm gonna have to disagree. I feel like I have to. You definitely. I, I just have to. they. This is the first time, and you can vouch for me on this. I've always been very realistic about the Angels, right? I've never, I've never in the last eight years been. I, I, you know, I see all the signings they make, but I never buy in. This is the first year I truly am excited every day to wake up, check what time they're playing, and just and I wait, and I just cannot wait to turn the game on and watch them play baseball for the first time in so long. And I think that it's actually real this year. They have this little like spark, this little swagger. I don't know if it's because Pools is gone. I don't know if it's because Upton's gone. I don't know what it is, but I think it's actually real for once. So I, I, I do hope and pray that you are wrong, but I will say this. You were talking about how the A's sold their entire team, which they did. They, get, they gave up literally every one of their big names. The fact that they're still 13 and 19 absolutely blows my mind. I do not understand <laughs> how they expect, do that. You expect them to be like the Cincinnati Reds won like three or four games so far, and we're two months into the season. I, I'm going to ask you this as an A's fan, looking at their lineup and their pitching staff, if they were, what are the Reds now? Six and, or seven and 25 or something, seven, 24. Yeah. Looking at the A's roster, if they were seven and 24, would you be surprised? Uh, Yeah, I would be. I would heavily really? be surprised. Yeah, heavily. I don't think the A's, um, they, they're consistently, like I haven't seen them ever, for example, let's let's put this: the A's haven't lost under, or haven't won less than seventy games in like thirty years. Hmm. So they're not gonna they're not gonna be that bad of a franchise ever. 
I feel like they, they trust metrics and analytics too much, which is good. Um, or they, they go by metrics and analytics so much that they're not going to ever really be terrible. Um, but they're never going to be great with the squad that we have out there. And we're just building for the next two years right now. Like they definitely mm-hmm. gave Mark Kotze this job, the head coach or the manager, this job saying, hey, just we're not going to be good. Just go in there, trust the analytics for two years, and then let us get our farm prospects up. Because right now we have top catching prospect, Shea Langliers, mm-hmm. who's probably going to be up at the end of this year. And we also have you guys Tyler got him Sage. in the Matt Olson yeah. trade, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, a bunch of, bunch of guys that are, are going to come up probably in the next couple years. Um, I'm not too worried about it. And then I'm also not too worried because we're going to trade Frankie Montas at the, at the trade deadline and probably Ramon Laureano if he starts playing well. So why not at this point? We've, we've, it's a full fire sale at this point. Just sell everybody mm-hmm. and just get prospects. I would just prefer if we could stay around 500 just so it's a little bit fun to go to the games. Like I'm going to the game here in New York City in, in the end of June, and I can't wait to just get absolutely just chirped to the max by every oh, yeah. Yankee fan. It's going to be a are you gonna go? Are you going to go fully decked in A's gear? Oh, 100%, man. I mean, Fuck I got yeah. to. It's uh, the, the other day I'm walking around New York City, uh, and after we finish this, I do want to get back to your bets real quick so we can just like make sure we have two or three bets. But uh, – Mm-hmm. The other day, I was walking around New York City in my A's hat, uh, or in Brooklyn, and I was getting a slice of pizza, and uh, the guy looks at me, and he's like, oh, that's, like, he turns around, he's like, oh, that's three seventy-five. He's like, actually, that's five bucks, because you have an A's hat on, and I was like, and he totally just looked at me, <laughs> and I was like, what, what? Uh, Wait, was he I, dead I, ass serious? I thought, I gave him a five, and he was just like comes back and gives me my change and doesn't even ever crack a smile and i was like damn dude okay like it was funny i guess <laughs> but fuck i didn't even want to tip him after that i gave him a quarter but i was like shoot come on dude I was- it's it's kind of crazy that it's that serious there because the yankees and a's i mean besides you know a playoff series here and then back in the day there's not really like bad blood between the two teams right not at all man there's no bad blood. not like that I just, it's just more or less, it's Yankees against the world kind of thing, though, you know? Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that you'd get that kind of treatment. Like if, well, Anaheim's full of a bunch of pussies, but dude, I don't I'm going to be you'd get that I, no, kind of treatment like, out there. As of late, I've heard some from people that Anaheim's uh, flipping the script. I heard that a lot of Anaheim Angel fans are like getting rowdy these days, given that the, they haven't ever been like this, this good this early. So I heard that they're getting rowdy and chirping. At least I see it on Twitter a lot. We're, we're getting, I don't know, man. I, I, if you've watched the games lately, I don't know if you see like the, or can hear the buzz around the stadium and stuff like that. It's just, it's a little different. I don't know. I hope it is though. I, I've always been, I've always liked the Angels atmosphere at the stadium and stuff, but it's always been a little too soft for me. You know, it's just like a little too friendly. I wish it was a little more aggressive and I feel like it might be getting there now that we have, we might be getting some like, you know, new fans and uh, if we're if we're successful, you know, no, new people are going to come around, and hopefully they're a little grittier, a little nastier than the old. Ones. <laughs> a little grittier, I just like a that. Grittier, dude. Because because to be I honest, w- I, I want some know. angel fans in the in the stands just ripping shoes, maybe sparking up a dart in the bathroom. Like <laughs> I was that. just I gonna know. say, dude, you see a guy in left field just ripping a heater, man? Come on, yes, that would be. Sick. I want to see. I want. I want to see somebody. I want to see some. Uh, some like graffiti on the on the bathroom <laughs> stall, something nasty. I don't know. Uh, 
Maybe I want to be a Dodger fan deep down. I don't know. Yeah, deep down, dude. Meanwhile, you got some guy (laughs) showing up in his, like, BMW with his three kids in the second inning, and he's like, all right, kids, so uh, we're sitting in row four. Uh, You guys all go sit down, and let me go get some Cracker Jacks and a couple hot dogs, but stay there, Johnny. Stay there. It's like, dude, come on. And he's wearing an Angels jersey, but he's wearing a hat of the opposing team for whoever else is there. Like a Rockies hat and an Angels jersey. That's t- he's actually wearing like a like a Deloitte hat or like a, a KPMG. He's like a consultant hat. He's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know that guy's not bought in. He's just there for the fun of it. He's like, so those are the fans just- we need to we need to push out. Yeah, I I totally. It's funny because going to the Ace games, uh, growing up as a kid, I was seeing the graffiti in the bathrooms, people ripping darts, people going up to the top deck and having sex in like the fifth inning, and you can just see him up there and you're like, what is going on? This is nuts. <laughs> And I'm like, See, that's a fan base. <laughs> it, it is a fan base, but at the same time, it's also like, dude, <laughs> like how how is this sustainable? And it clearly isn't because we're no one shows up to the games anymore. No one's like, yeah, I really want to go there. And they're like, everyone everyone's asking to get the, the whole stadium retrofitted. And like, how are we going to retrofit the stadium when we have people having sex at the top here? The, the fans <laughs> showing up here, like, what? Come on, no one's showing up. Well, dude, it's it's just uh, it's a lot more than baseball. There, that's how I would put it. You know, it's a, it's a life experience. It is. I will say, I do I do miss those games. But going to the Yankee games, taking the subway to the Yankee game is definitely a, an experience. I wouldn't say it's like what I love. I, I'm not the, the stadium, the new stadium. I guess from what I hear, isn't as good as the old stadium, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I just love going to riding that subway to the Yankee game and you get off and everyone's just chirping and all the other opposing team and people selling stuff. I don't know, the smell in the air. People throwing beers at players. (laughs) Gotta love the Yankees. Gotta love them. Uh, Now, though, the Mets, the Mets are getting way more. Uh, attention given that the Mm -hmm. Mets are good, um, arguably the best team in baseball. Um, you have Max Scherzer on the team who I actually wouldn't be the least bit surprised that that guy is bumping lines in the, in the locker room and ripping darts before his pitching, pitching starts. But hundred uh, percent, that guy is a nut, but I love him. I would love that guy to come to like a family reunion of mine and just treat every, <laughs> every like game that you play with any of your, your family members. He just takes way too serious. Like he's just yelling at grandma for cheating in, in, Whatever, whatever game we're and playing. Scrabble, yeah, he's he's the one playing like beach volleyball and and breaking the ten year old niece's nose type <laughs> shit. He's that guy, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, that guy is just on fire. But uh, I mean, what I was gonna say here though is that everyone's I see more Mets hats I feel like than I see Yankees hats these days. Really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder. It's interesting. I wonder if I wonder if they've always kind of been there. It was just. It's kind of like being an Angel fan. You were just kind of ashamed. You didn't want to. You didn't want to wear the hat out and get clowned on. You know, you just kind of hid in the shadows. And then it's kind of the same thing in LA right now. I mean, the Dodgers are still great, and even the Yankees are too. But now that the little brother, as in the Angels and the Mets, are kind of shining a little bit, you know, we're kind of coming out of the shadows a little bit. I we're like here to that. play finally. Yeah. The, the tough thing now, it's and it's the same case with the Mets and Yankees as it is the Angels and Dodgers. Is Dodgers are arguably the best team in baseball also and mm-hmm. Mets are a great team but so are the Yankees every team here is just like on fire um for baseball at least and 
it's it's just a rivalry to the max. I mean, it's not tough. It's great. It's great to see that, but it's also being like an outsider looking in. I'm like, they're like, who do you pick? And I'm like, I don't know. You're gonna have to pick one eventually. Who I mean, who do you? I feel like you would, and this is just me kind of knowing your personality. I feel like you might would lean a little more Met than Yankee. Was that right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. I I love I love the Mets given that uh like a a quarter of their starting lineup on a, on a, a cup every five days is is a former Oakland A. Mm. You got Mark Canna, Starling Marte, Chris Bassett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three guys right there, so you can. There's a few other guys that have gone there. I mean, Jeff McNeil went to Long Beach State, so they're a great, Dog. great little ball club. But speaking speaking of Bassett, real quick, that might be one of the most underrated pickups of the off season for for any team. And and I I and it's kind of like how I was talking earlier about the Marlins and Pablo Lopez not getting very much shine. Bassett was kind of like that with the A's. They you know they are have always just been you know kind of okay, but they don't get a lot of like ESPN time or MLB Network time. But Chris Bassett, his whole career with the A's, too, very, very good. You just didn't really hear much about him because, you know, they they weren't winning 105, 110 games. It was just kind of – he just kind of went under the radar. But he's always been very you – know, he'd be a two-starter, three-starter on basically any team on, in the MLB. Yeah, I think he's uh, – the, the, given the small market of the A's, the media doesn't give as much of attention, but he's always been very solid. Uh, and I think once he got last year, I mean, he was in the Cy Young contention before he got hit with a line drive in the face. And mm. then he even still ended up coming back, which was incredible. So I think he's definitely even possibly if he keeps putting together, stringing it together a few good starts, he can possibly be in that Cy Young contention again. In addition, mm-hmm. I think he's also just a, a he doesn't he wears his heart on his sleeve and he'll tell you exactly how it is, which is. It's a great thing, but he's going to have to, you know, temper that maybe a little bit because the New York media, New York media is treacherous. They are just, they, they're tough. Yeah. I I do think though, it kind of takes a guy like that, like a a guy who doesn't speak his mind and kind of backs down. You're probably not going to win many people over in New York like that, but a guy who is like, like a guy like Scherzer, for example, he's going to win over a lot of people in New York just because you can see what he's feeling all the time. And I feel like New Yorkers like that. And they act like that all the time, wherever they are. Yeah. I think they do like that. They respect it. But once, once it starts going down the tubes, if they end up going on like a four or five game losing streak, then that's when all the fans kind of start to turn. They're booing them. And who knows? Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't get there, but uh, let's go back real quick to, to the, the gambling takes that you have. I know you just had one, but let's, let's just throw out, let's give, give one or, or two. And then let's, uh, push to the next next thing i got here okay so the other two i'll just do it real quick we're both uh series money lines um one thing i've been noticing a lot while i've been betting lately is the phillies are very overvalued they and they don't win very much i mean they're it's not horrible but they're three games under 500 but they very often are favorites in games um in in a series they're typically a favorite because they have good names good pitching but it just for whatever reason doesn't really come together so one series money line I like is the Dodgers money line against them. Um, you've got Kershaw one game for the Dodgers, Bueller another game for for the Dodgers, and then Urias. So um, you you might have to it might be a little juiced. You probably get it at what I saw it at earlier was minus one sixty, which really isn't that bad. I didn't think, um, especially for for those three starters going in. And then the other is one that a was three another. Game, is that a three game set? 
Three game series, yeah. Friday, yeah, okay. Saturday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And then the other one that I liked was the. Sorry, I saw it. Uh, where was it? Oh my bad. No worries. Oh, it was so, the the Giants versus the Cardinals money line. Uh, ser- series money line. Sorry, that so would be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday set as well. So who who are you taking? In the Dodgers Philly series, I'll take the Dodgers series money line. And then in that uh, the Cardinals Giants series, I'm gonna take the Giants series money line. All right. What did you? So get? so basically, what that means, I, I don't know for for mm-hmm. people who don't know what that means. Basically, they have to win two out of the three games to win. So it's not gonna be like a one game straight bet. It's gonna be whoever you know. If they split the first two games, and if they win that third series, then you'll win the bet. Or if they win the first two, then you win that bet. Yep. That's sunk. And uh, let's let's educate some people. You're you're recommending just straight up on both of those. No no parlays. Not parlaying all that. You're going single game bets or, or single bets on all those. Yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll do straight bets on those two. But if you wanted to parlay them, I don't think that's a bad bet either. Obviously, I wouldn't um, give either of them out if I think they'd lose. But I've I've kind of shied away from parlays. I think parlays are just that's Vegas's best friend, right? Because you need so much shit to go right for you in a, in gambling. Okay. It's hard to make everything go right. So. Um, the way I look at it is worst case scenario. If one of those things does go wrong, then I'll at least push between those two series. But I do, I do highly see both of those series going to, to the Dodgers and the Giants. Okay. And then just to recap, what was the, uh, the, uh, Brewers and Marlins bet? Uh, that was the Thursday game. I believe it was, Oh no, that was, that was Friday as well. Sorry. It's, uh, Corbin Burns and Pablo Lopez, and I'm taking the under in the Friday Brewers and Marlins game. And it, the line hasn't come out yet, but I, I guess it'll probably be around seven, seven and a half or so. But I could see that game very well finishing like two to one, three to two, something like that. So even if you get it at six and a half, I still think that'd be a good bet. All right. You heard it here first. At F the bookie, uh, under seven and a half for the Marlins versus Brewers on Friday. Dodgers series money line starting on Friday and Giants series money line also starting on Friday. Chalk it up. We will provide the results um, uh, next week uh, with our next episode, but uh, throw those bets down. I personally, I can tell you right now, I'm already, I wrote these down. I'm definitely going to throw some money on this, Trav, and uh, see if I can win a little bit of money, dude. Take myself out to dinner out here in New York City. Let's cash together, daddy. I love that. Let's cash. All right, so I have some uh, – some. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast I wanted to talk about a little bit of sports pop culture. There's two things that I actually was thinking about the other day when I was riding the subway. I was like, huh, what do I really – like I'm interested in that's not getting that much attention. One is – dude, we, we can make it quick, but the fact that Brittany Griner is still in prison in Russia just blows me away. It blows me away. I don't – and, and she got caught with, like, weed cartridges, so I was just blown away by that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would think, you know, she's, like, a huge, I mean, a huge deal in, in women's basketball, right? And for, you've seen other athletes or musicians, whatever, they get caught up in something similar, and it, I mean, they were in for maybe, like, a week, two weeks, something like that, and then they're out. I don't, I, it's been months at this point, and she's still just sitting in prison it's kind of nuts yeah man she's arguably the best women's basketball player in the world right now she's six foot nine so she 
in Russia, she probably she stood out probably, and that's maybe they're trying to make an example of her. But um, in the women's basketball realm, a lot of these women's athletes go to Russia to to play basketball um, in the off season because they can. WNBA, quite frankly, doesn't pay these um, athletes enough, um, so they have to go make money uh, in their off season. So she went to Russia to pay there, and I guess she was going through customs, and she had some of those like cartridges with cannabis cannabis oil like in the in the cartridges and they'd arrested her and then given the whole up uprising with the uh, ukrainian and russian war all i gotta say though is i'm just blown away that like no one's like stepped in i think now the u.s government is kind of doing some stuff but it just blows me away i don't know i just wanted to comment on that real quick i think it's nuts um and it's it's just wild hey i i don't know if brock's ever talked to you about this there was it, it's kind of ties into the Brittany Griner thing. The kid from Tatchby, uh, he was, I think it was in Russia as well, but he was in the armed forces and he had a girlfriend out there, ended up getting a fight at a bar or something like that. And he was put in prison, I think in like 2017 or 18. And he was actually just released like a month ago, which was kind of, kind of cool. I mean, obviously with Brittany Griner, it fucking sucks, but it was, it was kind of dope because he's just, from a tiny little town, it was like huge international news. A little a kid from Tatchman named Trevor Reed, and he was actually just released. So hopefully, Brittany Griner gets, you know, kind of goes down the same path, and hopefully, it doesn't take that damn long. But hopefully, you know, he'll she'll get released eventually as well. Yeah, I mean, I did talk to, to talk to Brock about that a little bit, which was it was crazy. I read the story. Um, such unfortunate circumstances. I'm glad that he's back home now, which is it was nuts to hear the story and how he. I think he ended up getting tuberculosis too towards the end. Like a year ago, he got tuberculosis and he was trying to battle that in prison in Russia. Um, and then he finally got home a couple months ago, which is amazing. Happy to happy to have him home. And I really just, I'm just blown away. I, I don't I think I have it too much too much more to say about the whole Brittany Griner thing, but in pop culture, it's just, I always like to put it out there that everyone should be, obvi- there's no way we're not supporting Brittany coming home. She had cannabis oil. Like it's not like she was smuggling a ton of heroin into Russia. It's not it. She literally had a couple things to smoke weed. Come on. I mean, even if it was heroin, dude, let these motherfuckers <laughs> live. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, bro. Let's shoot. Let them live. Let them live, brother. Uh, but la- then the, the next pop culture thing that I was thinking, I mentioned this a little bit to you, Travis, but this, so the FIA for formula one racing is cracking down heavily on, um the jewelry policy technically it's always been a policy in the in formula one racing that drivers aren't allowed to wear jewelry while driving like earrings any facial piercings Uh, i i think it even goes as far as like necklaces or anything like that just for the overall safety but they've always worn it and they've just been lax on it and they just got a new fia president he's cracking down on it but the the big thing is that lewis hamilton uh seven time or i think he might even be eight time uh, Formula One champion, uh, it wears a he has a nose stud, and it's not like a nose stud you can just take out. It's like surgically in his nose. So if you wanted to get removed, he'd have to rip it out or get it surgically removed. And he's like, I'm not gonna get this surgically removed. Like it's I've been racing with it for I think like ten years. Why would I do that? I'm just laughing. Like yeah, dude, we're gonna make you surgically remove that. Then it sounds like they might, and it just blows me away that they're actually just trying to to control these athletes so much so that's the other pop culture and it's just it seems a little bit personal no not like 
And and I had I had seen because after you had mentioned it, I I did a little research on it. There's like uh, something like eighteen, nineteen drivers that it, that it affects, but no, nothing worse than than Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But it it just seems like a little nitpicky for somebody who's sitting in a car because at that point, you know, if you're and God forbid this happens, if you wreck your car, what the fuck is a you know a, a nose stud gonna do? Yeah, as opposed to your car exploding or something like that, right? Like it's already a dangerous ass sport. I don't think we're in a a chain or anything like that is going to make that much of a difference. It just seems like a little, a little personal, like they're trying to micromanage it a little bit too much. I don't know. Very strange though. I, I don't, didn't really understand. Yeah, it, it is. It is super strange. It's also strange this year. They're cracking down. Like I think more or less the cars are, have more parity across the board. All 20 cars are, are basically the same. And I think in past, some people would argue that uh, certain dr- um, driving constructors, i.e. Mercedes, Red Bull, or, uh, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, those are all the different types of constructors. They uh, specific driving construct or um, constructors had an advantage over others. Maybe if they had more money, they could put more money into the car and make their car better. And those were the driving constructors that typically won the championship. And Lewis Hamilton has, for the most part of his career, raced for Mercedes. So he's he's won eight driving championships. So there's been a lot of crackdown lately, and I feel like a lot of people are just the FIA in general has been cracking down on Lewis Hamilton and a lot of these rules that they're putting out now is cracking down on him. And I think they're also like making him do like a dress code now too, which is nuts. It's it's wild. It's unfortunate that they do this. Punish the guy for being great, I guess. I don't know. Like you're just getting tired of the same dude winning, but that's not his fault. Sorry about it. Yeah. I'd be like telling like, like, I'd be telling Michael Jordan, like, oh, no, we're, we're, we don't allow our, our athletes to smoke cigars before the game. Or, or to gamble on his own games, am I right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. All right, um, we, we're about 35 minutes in. Uh, I do have, so just to, to set the stage here, uh, I figure we're both fresh off the couch. Trav, you being a former a former athlete yourself. Um, now, kind of everything we do is like fresh off the couch. So, for example, uh, a couple days ago, uh, one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, we have a uh, we have a, a softball league. Do you wanna do you wanna join?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm down to come. Fresh off the couch, I'm down. Like, I'm not gonna warm <laughs> up. I'm just I'm out there, fresh off the couch, kind of thing." So I was thinking about that. I was like, "Oh, I kind of like that. I'm just like fresh off the couch with just about everything I do these days." So. Going forward, when we have some guests on, um, I want to just like get some some questions like fresh off the couch. Essentially, what fresh off the couch means is like no warm up, no anything, no practice. You just fresh off the couch, show up, and do what you can do. So okay. I got three questions for you. I want you to mm. you know just think think on your toes here and uh, and go from there. Let's do it. Think on my little web toes. Gotcha. Web toes. My little web. Toes. All right. So. Fresh off the couch right now, Trav. I toss you a baseball. You're on a pitcher's mound. Fresh off the couch. How fast can you throw that baseball? One pitch. No warm up. No warm up. No warm up. Off the couch. Nope. No warm up. Seventy three miles per hour. Seventy three. Not bad. That's pretty good. I'm actually impressed. I was thinking maybe like fifty five or something and throw out your arm. I'm not saying I could throw a second pitch after that, but if you gave me that ball without a warm up pitch, I'm giving it everything that I have. My shoulder might blow up but I, I would give it everything that i had to show it off but oh, yeah i'm that's all i'm giving it I, i'm giving no 
context here. So you could like legit crow hop into into a, a throw. A, a, 75. Or, 75. <laughs> I'm staying there. 75. Oh, that's funny. That's great. I guarantee you're waking up the next morning and your shoulders just inflamed. I may never be able to throw a baseball again. I mean, it's worth it. Fresh off the couch, baby. Yeah, I'm showing off Uh, for the fans. uh, For the fans. Uh, So, (laughs) fresh off the couch, how long are you lasting in the ring with Conor McGregor? Fresh off the couch. Literally, guy doesn't show up to the ring, points directly at you. You're in the stands. You got to step in there right there. You're probably not even – you don't even get to take your shirt off. Just street clothes, fresh off the couch, bam, in the ring with Conor McGregor. How long are you lasting? I'm lasting three seconds, and <laughs> but one of those seconds is me giving him a haymaker with my left, and he's just going to eat it, but he's knocking me out his first punch, 1,000%. Three seconds. Hey, I think I think you could last – I'm going to be honest. I think you could last a little bit longer because I think he's going to have to like understand like your, your style a little bit. Like You're coming in hot. He's probably going to like maybe kick your leg once and then just deck you. If he kicks me in the leg, he is sweeping both of them out from under me, and I'm eating shit. There's no, there's no kicking my leg. He is taking me out. The only way that I would last longer than than three seconds is if I just ran away from him for a little bit. But I would run for probably ten seconds before I got tired, and he catches up to me, and then he whips my ass. Then, so at most ten seconds, at the very least three. <laughs> oh man, dude, I would pay so much to if we could ever make this real with anybody. Or maybe he'd respect the Irish Brotherhood and our red beards, and he would let me live for a little bit, you know? Who knows? I would love that so much, man. (laughs) All right, last one, fresh off the couch. Uh, How long could you do a keg stand right now? Fresh off the couch, no warm-up beers, no nothing. You're just jumping right on keg stand. 45 seconds. That's the only thing that I am still trained for. (laughs) There's no, Trav, there is no way. 45 seconds. You don't think I can cake stand for 45 seconds? Damn. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea, genuinely. I haven't drank with you in, a, in it's been some time. But uh, See, here, here's the thing about keg stands people don't understand. If you get tired of drinking, you just put your tongue right in the little hole, and then you give yourself a couple seconds to recoup, and then you let, the, let it start flowing again. You know, So that adds an extra like 10 seconds anytime you want to stop. Wow. Trav not only coming in with the gambling hot takes – and just giving you advice, he's coming in with the keg stand greatness. I had no idea. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never done that. You guys are welcome. If you're if you're ever trying to like, you know, say you go to a, a party, you don't really know anybody. Maybe you know one person. They brought you there, and everyone's like, "All oh, right, we're doing keg stands. Let the new guy go." That's the way to go, right there. You you put your tongue in the little hole, let it, and it just stops the flow, and then you're just <laughs> sitting there, and people are still counting. 31, 32, <laughs> 33. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still drinking. Don't worry. But, but you but, have to but, make sure you get the thing where you still move your throat a little bit. So you got to wow. you gotta plug the hole, but you still got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. So here's the other thing, though. When, you're, when you plug the hole and you unplug the hole with your tongue, do you just get a sudden, like, because it's a lot of backup pressure in there? No, oh, it explodes. <laughs> but it's kind of nice, you know? <laughs> Kind of takes me back, huh? <laughs> what? What, what? Just happened? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm going 45 seconds. 45. No cheating, I'd say like 25 seconds. Oh yeah, 
I'm I'm currently drinking a Modelo right now, and about quarter of way through it, and I'm like, I'm done, dude. I just turned thirty <laughs> a couple, what a couple weeks ago, and I, I remember, I, I'm putting myself to bed these days at like eight p.m. on a Friday. That's, you know, I'm proud of you because I feel like that's like what you're supposed to do when you grow up. But at the same time, I just remember I have so many good, vivid memories of you. You know, not being that way. Yeah, I always feel bad now that I, like, when I legitimately go and hang out with, with, like, all the friends and stuff, I'm, like, always the first in bed, and I genuinely hate it. I wish I could party more, but I'm, I I get so, so tired these days. Maybe I'm just, like, allergic mm-hmm. to alcohol or something. Let, let be- me ask you this. Your, your hangovers, what are they like now? See, those are those have always been bad, though. Uh, my friends, you can probably attest to this. They've always been bad, but now it's it's like just incorporating different pains throughout your body that you're like, dude, I've never felt that before. You're mm-hmm. like, like, I I woke up the other day and it was like, my left side was like super painful, and I was like, what's that? And you're like, don't want to WebMD it because like everything's gonna be like you're dead. But it's also <laughs> then you're trying to rec- like recollect your whole night, and you're like recollect recollect your whole night and uh remember did i like run into something or did i do something that was really dumb or was i like playing some game that i had to use my left side but yeah that's a the the, the pains are definitely there and then the, you get the anxiety to the max like you, you feel like all your friends hate you and you did something extremely stupid which i probably did but at the same time i i just amplify it times 10 that's what I always remembered about you is your Sunday scaries were worse than anybody I've ever seen in my life. You got them to the absolute maximum every single time. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like smoke pot or I don't do any, everyone's like, Oh, I'll try this. I don't do that. So I, I, the only way to feel better is to tear the dog. And I, I'm not like big into that. I don't know. I, I, I will, I will tell a story, quick story here. So, uh, last week, this has happened a few times, but last week, I had not even last. This was yeah, it was last week. I had a, I went out with a, a friend that was visiting on Thursday, uh, and it was Cinco de Mayo. So we go out, have a good time. I'm still in bed that night uh, by midnight. Didn't have too many drinks. I wasn't like hammered by any means, but had a good amount of drinks. And when I got home at twelve o'clock, I had cooked chicken that day that was already past its expiration date. But I was like, you know what? I cook it. It was like two days past. I think it's still good. We're good. Cooked it. Uh, I ate one of them, and then I put the rest in the fridge. I got home that night. I was a little late. I couldn't order any food, so I just ate the chicken. Didn't think anything of it. The next day, I'm not even that. I'm not hungover at all. My stomach felt a little bubbly, a little bubble guts. I get on a work call, <laughs> and uh, what well, my work call is one of those where you got to make sure that you're putting on a video on your work calls. And I'm like, I understand. Like, all right, I'll keep the video on. It's like an hour-long call. Towards about the last 15 minutes of the call, I just get hit like a freaking Nissan Altima with <laughs> with this just diarrhea in, in the tummy. The old bubble guts is coming. Oh. But I got to stay on video. I can't get off video. I am clenching the side of the desk. There's sweat coming down my face. I'm sitting next to one of my coworkers, and she's like, are you all right? Like, she can clearly see that I'm fidgeting, and I'm, I, I'm worried I'm going to diarrhea in my pants. You're, like, sweating and shit? Yeah, it was terrible. And literally sweating and shit. So <laughs> it was so bad. And I was, uh, I was at the point where I, I thought, like, I'm going to shit my pants at this desk. It's like 10.30 <laughs> in the morning. It's 10.30 in the morning 
on a Friday, and I'm going to poop myself. <laughs> Finally, the, the call ends. It didn't. The feeling didn't go away. I had to waddle to the ba- bathroom, like, just as f- quickly as I possibly could. Barely made it there, and just explosion happened. I will say, because I'm a, I'm a confident and honest individual, there was a little bit of streaky in there that I had to, you know, work the rest of the day with a little bit of streaks in the old chonies. But you know what? That's a little confidence. You you go in there, you take a little paper towel, get a little water on there, and just wipe it down until it's basically just the the color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're good to go. There's no yeah. problems there. No problems. No one. No one. But checks the. The one thing, though, I do want to tell you, and maybe this is something that you didn't learn, but chicken is not really something to play with. If it says it's two days old, it's probably not worth the risk of eating it, you know, Yeah. <laughs> or sure. even cooking it. Yeah, I just, it's like, you just leave it in the fridge, you kind of look what you got, and you're like, ah, oh, do I want to go to the store? No, it's two days old, let me just cook it a little bit more than normal. I didn't cook it more than normal, I cooked it normal, but, you know... I, I learned my lesson. You got a little salmonella shitter. <laughs> it was nice, though, you know, man. I, I will say, I will say, and people might not like this, but diarrhea every now and then feels kind of good. Mm. Like you're cleaning out the pipes. Just Clean saying. me out, Daddy. That That's my, the Taco Bell. Everyone's like, oh, the Taco Bell shits are the worst bullshit. They're the best thing ever. <laughs> I go in there. I sit down and I just know it's about to just erupt, you know. And when I sit down and it just starts going, it hurts a little bit, and I, you know my body's just kind of, I'm kind of clenched up. But I know that everything is coming out of me, and it's just cleansing, cleansing everything out that I have put horribly into my body the days before that. Taco Bell is the perfect answer for that, or salmonella chicken, apparently. Yeah, dude, Taco Bell though, it's definitely definitely does that. It cleans you out. It feels good though. It's a it's a good feeling. Mm. Absolutely. Worth it every time, too. 100%. All right. Sorry. Sorry for the uh, the diarrhea talk is what it is, though, people. That's what you get with us. Um, we're going to keep this every week. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about gambling. We're going to talk about sports pop culture. Talk about some bio- biological things. Just some bros being <laughs> friends. Um, I think next week we're going to have a guest here, Trav, maybe. Okay, that sounds amazing to me. Is it? Uh, are we going to keep that a secret until next week? Yeah, I think we're going to keep it a secret. Okay. Uh, and then every week, I'm going to try and we'll just get a guest on here, have them give us some gambling hot takes. Every week, we'll have a new. Um, I got a few uh, different series that I want to run with us that we're going to do, have some fun with, um, and then get some people going. But. Uh, that being said, follow Travis at F the Bookie. You follow me at Bricks Goods. Travis, I believe you also have an Instagram too. You want to shout yourself out here? Yeah, just a little uh, Travis Tess Eleven. Hey, uh, Bricks, real quick too. I do want to say thank you because you know this is the end of our first episode, but you made this extremely easy. You uh, one of my favorite people to talk to. I love you so much, and I'm really looking forward to continuing to do this. Yeah, man, I uh, I love it. It's fun. It's at the very least, as long as we get one person to listen every single week, then that's all I did. And it's probably gonna be my mom every week, so it's gonna be cool. I have to have to keep the sexual conversation to a minimum, but is what it is. 
Well, your mom better plug your ears because I can't promise that that's staying off the air because we're definitely going to need some more of your dating dating life information coming on here. Oh, man, I got so many dating life stories. Please tune in to next week because I can promise you, I can promise you I'm bringing dating stories to the max, and I hope no <laughs> girls in New York City are listening to this because it's getting wild. We're, maybe we'll find your wife through this podcast. Who knows? I hope so. And Everyone keeps saying find your wife, but how do you know I'm not gay? Sorry, find your husband. <laughs> find your soulmate. How about that? It doesn't even have to be somebody you're in love, like in love with, like that. Just find your soulmate. We're gonna find somebody that deeply changes your life. I'm, I'm totally kidding. For for now, I, I'm pretty sure I'm straight. I think I'm straight, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. You, you can't say I know and then say I'm pretty sure. You know, you, you kind of either are or you aren't. <laughs> See, see, I said this the other day to Connor when he visited me. I can cut this too, but uh, I said this the other day to Connor, and I was like, dude, like, liking women and men is, like, on a spectrum. Like, I'm pretty sure, and I actually know I am, I'm more towards the women's side. Like, definitely 100%, like, 90% of me likes women. But sometimes, like, dude, David Beckham, that guy's kind of cute, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> dude, that's, that's 100%. I, you got a little, you got a little man crush here and there. If, and if you, honestly, if you say that you don't have a man crush, then I kind of question if you're 100 percent towards the women's side. You know what I mean? I think somebody's hiding something if they say they don't have men crushes. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's not even a real thing. Yeah, dude, David Beckham's pushing 50. He might even be over 50. And that guy, 100 percent, that guy sees me in a bar and he comes up, spanks me on the ass, and says, "You're going home with me." I'm calling the Uber and then. <laughs> You're calling the Uber too, not him. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, bro. So we're going home, sweet cheeks. I mean, Brad Pitt may be the same thing, but that's mm-hmm. like, that's where I'm drawing the line. I, I really can't think of any other guys that give me a little wiggle down there. Ryan Reynolds, Mike Trout. Shall I continue? I can go all day. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, Mike Trout definitely is a good looking guy. Ryan Reynolds, definitely a good looking guy. I think the thing with Ryan Reynolds that is like, damn, that's, that's fucking boss, is like the fact that he just consistently has pulled amazing looking women. Like prior to him being with Blake Lively, who arguably might be the top 10 most beautiful women in the world, he was with Scarlett Johansson. Like what? Mm. Come on. The, the, the amount of humor and power and just overall love that guy has to ha- be with those two women, that guy either has a 10-inch wiener or he just literally knows exactly what to say at the right time every time. Or he has both of those things, and that's how you pull that guy to woman. Maybe Blake Lively strikes me as someone who just doesn't mind like a like just an average size penis. Blake Lively at Rick's Goods. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, get me the fuck out of here! Uh, do right. not, do not, you dare cut any of the end of that. By the way, that stays. I will not cut any of this. This is all staying. All right, people. Uh, yeah, you heard the gambling takes. Take the Dodgers series money line. Take the Giants series money line. Take the under on the Thursday game, correct? Thursday game with... Uh, uh, Friday. Friday, drive. Corbin Burns and Pablo Lopez. There we go. You heard it. And then also um, sign your petitions for Brittany Grinder to come back. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, keep your nose ring in. We all love it. And Trav thinks that he would last 10 seconds with Conor McGregor in the ring. Trav thinks he could throw 75 miles per hour off the couch right now. And lastly, Trav gave you all the best tip ever about eating a cake stand. You. You ready?